All right, welcome to episode two of Freaks of the 90s. Uh, this is actually going to be a sequel to the first episode with Jesse Ross, Prototype Ross, the U of Mars. And the reason being, when we got together to record this mess, uh, we ended up with a lot of content. So I had to split it up a little bit. All right, let's just jump right into it. Part two of Ross Man. So we also made a band, kind of. Kind of. Not really. We mostly we made a really logo a for a band. We, we <laughs> <laughs> you do, well, okay, so our, and some cover art. our band was called Spit Swap. So why? <laughs> because in ninth grade, I had already moved to um, Lano Lakes. Lano Lakes, I was going to Forest Lake High School. I went to art class. There was like an art magazine in class. I f- was flipping through the magazine and I saw this picture. It was like, I don't know if you call it pop, pop art. art. Pop art. Yeah. Okay. Pop art from I don't even know when. And it was it was of a couple kissing, but like super aggressively. Yeah. Like the male had like, it, it was the guy clearly kind of, I mean, when you look at it, it's kind of like, it's kind of fucked up now. When you look at the picture, because it's oh, like, oh, you think? I mean, back then it I, was fucked up then too. <laughs> just to be clear, well, I mean, okay, it's fucked up always, but to us, <laughs> I mean, back then it was kind of like, oh, this is this is kind of cool because it's like, but it was like this guy very aggressively kissing the woman in the in the picture, yeah, to the point where there's like action streams, streams, of s- streams of speed. Yeah, is that what you call it? Like speed lines, speed lines of him like kissing her, and then there's there's sweat beating off of him, and she's totally like, what the fuck? And then there's spit going everywhere. Right. I wonder what the wonder what the intention was with that piece of art. Was he think it was the intention to become a band name and a logo for us? I think so. Okay, cool. That's a that's the only logical explanation. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know who came up with the title Spit Swap. Probably you. Probably me. Because it's a genius name. It's Spit a good Swap. name for a band. Spit Swap. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But it was, and I, I don't know, it's a really cool piece of art that I liked back in the day that you actually drew with a Sharpie onto my jacket. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I still have that jacket. I did a lot of Sharpie art. Yeah, you did. Back in the day. Yeah. Jeff had like a trench coat that was not leather, so you could draw on it. So right. He did. He and drew I remember, I remember doing like the Alice in Wonderland cover as a t-shirt. Yeah, that's, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, totally remember that. Yeah, yeah, you did a lot of that stuff. Yeah. That was awesome. But yeah, so we we had Spit Swap, and so we <laughs> we didn't we we covered some songs. Did you do you know that Ted Jim's dad transferred all that stuff we recorded back in the day? Like he had, really? We, had, we have it all now in digital form. Yeah, that's dangerous. What's what would what, what four track not a four track? Was a, yeah, it was a reel to reel. It wasn't reel to reel. No, it was a, it was a little. It was the mini disc. Mini disc. That's what it was. Oh jeez. He recorded on mini disc, I think, and so he transferred all that stuff recently to dig. To, you know, because I was like, I thought it was gone. I'm like, oh, it's lost forever. I don't know how we're gonna transfer that stuff, but he actually did. And Jim has it on his like computer, and we can go through it all. It's crazy. All of our old that's recordings. Frightening. Because you know we played "Sober" by Tool. I remember. Because you were our singer. Yep. Because you, you, you were, I couldn't play any instruments. Right, but you could play that vocal cord. Uh, I could sound a little bit like Maynard James Keenan. Tiny, so. tiny bit, yeah. yeah. I was the only person I could sing like. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get some of that from Jim Oof, to put in this episode. It's gonna, gonna be, be so bad. I played drums occasionally, but I didn't know how to play drums. Why did you play drums? It, you know, obviously, occasionally it was Bill Podvin because mm-hmm. he played some drums. Sure. Um, but then it was just we just need somebody to fill in, and I was like, okay, I can, especially for Tool. I mean, for Sober, I could be like, do do. Right, isn't that the? Yeah. So it was like simple enough, even though I didn't do it on time that way either. But I learned how to play, started learning how to play guitar. So occasionally I play right. guitar. But then Jim started learning how to play guitar. And Jeff played bass. Jeff played bass. Yep. Always. And uh, Jim surpassed me in like talent, I guess you'd say. He played more played aggressively. All the time. I remember we played "Greedy Fly" by Bush. 
Okay. Do we play, do we try to do some Offspring songs? We um, did a Deftone song. Oh, My Own Summer. Yeah, My yeah, Own Summer. My Own yeah. Summer. Occasionally, we did like an in an, an original, not like a song, but it was like a riff. Like I, I remember, there's one that I started playing this riff on guitar. I think that was one with Bill Potvin. I remember having in. So there's two things that I distinctly remember about that sort of musical phase. I wrote. I remember having a notebook of lyrics. Like yeah. original lyrics that I wrote. Nice. Do you still that have I would, that? I don't know where it is, but I would love to find it because I'm be sure awesome. they'd be terrible, <laughs> which <laughs> would be, be awesome. God, that'd be great. I'd um, love to see that. And then I remember all of the video game music using Mario. What was it called? Uh, Mario Paint. Yeah, right. Where you could make your own music. Yeah. Yep. And didn't Wade do a ton of music? Well, that was Wade did a ton of music with. Uh, that's actually the the theme music that you're hearing for the show is uh was created on mtv's music generator okay. for playstation one back nice. in the day he was an absolute genius with that program like made some of the best music absolute best music i've i've really heard shut up ross because in my in my <laughs> life dude like i still listen to it and it's so good and he just did it like he would just like hang out and he but he would have like he'd be up for like days at a time making a song making a, a song yeah, yeah anyway he was so good at it i remember we had a list of songs but we actually of like original song we had title we had a, an entire list of titles for our album but we had zero songs written <laughs> and we still didn't we still don't have any written so speaking of music one of my first memories of you actually not first memory but like one, one when i think about one of our earliest times um it actually had to do with a tool song yes right and, and you, me subjecting you to a you terrifying sub- experience. <laughs> you, you scaring me to my to my literally the, the center of my soul. So I, I don't think I'd ever heard Tool at that point. Because um, that was off. What album was that on? That was on. Uh, that was uh, Undertow. Undertow. Yeah. 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 So it was on uh, Tool's Undertow album. And it's the hidden track. Right. It was right. track 69. Yeah. Uh, 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 um, See what they did there. But it was called uh, Disgustipated. Disgustipated. Yeah. And if you haven't heard it, it is the most. One of the most terrifying songs. I remember it wasn't just you, but it was you and Jim and whoever and Jeff. And they said, Rob, you got to come in here and we're going to shut the door and we're going to shut the drapes and we're going to turn off the lights, pitch black. And we're going to make you listen to this entire song in silence with us. Right. And it's like a, what, 16 minute song? Something. It's like? pretty long. Yeah. Something like that. Well, because there's two parts to it. R- well, well, three, if you count the crickets. Sure. But there's like, so the, yeah. Two I ma- don't. Crickets are not music. <laughs> come on, man. It's Only sound. people make music. <laughs> Not <laughs> animals like crickets. <laughs> animals, yeah. Um, so it's like this song that's talking about it. It's it's actually kind of funny, but the way they created the song, it's terrifying. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and it's what main. It's the singer talking about. Um, it's basically the harvesting vegetables, but the way they made the song is so creepy. And and then the the chorus, the whole this is necessary. You know, life feeds on life. Life feeds on life. Feeds on life. Feeds on life. Yeah. And then it goes into this like I don't know how many minutes. Like it's at least was it 10 minutes or something of crickets where it's just crickets for like 10 minutes or a long time and then all of a sudden it's this the most terrifying phone call which doesn't make any sense right it's probably an lsd trip or something right probably. that's like this guy talking on a, on the phone about these people and uh man anyway terrifying so and why, why do you think we did that to you i don't know to because to, to 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 scare the shit out of me I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think it would be to scare you. No. I think it was just to make sure that you could like be on our level. <laughs> well, and uh, did I did I 
you're still here. I'm so. still, well, I'm still here. Yeah. So that, I guess that counts for something. Yeah. But I was really legitimately scared. Like I was like, there was a couple times throughout listening to that where I was like, I need to turn on the lights and I need to, it, this is, this is really. Are, were you worried that like you were going to get murdered? That this was like some sort of like occult practice or something? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, you already thought we were demon worshippers. So <laughs> yeah. And then the news story is, well, kid, you had a lot of chances to leave. Yep. <laughs> You had a lot of warning signs here that, you know. Right. Uh, a lot of red flags. <laughs> a lot of red flags with this group of people. <laughs> We're going to change change gears a little bit. Bring in a segment. Okay, another jingle, Ross. A new segment. Or, well, it's first time for everything here on this. It's all that, new. It's all new. So it's uh, a segment that I'm calling... My first CD. My first CD. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was what you did? Okay. What? What's it supposed to do? I don't know. Should we try it again? No, it's fine. Okay, moving on. Okay. All right. So you so, want to talk, uh, our first, talk about our first CDs? Yeah, first CD. I can't, I can't talk about my actual first CD, though. Right, because that's just not 90s music. Your first CD was what? Classic Elton John, which was purchasable from mcdonald's did yes you know, did oh you my know gosh this? i totally remember that yeah i remember McDonald's that. had like oh, four cds awesome. that they released that's right yeah taco bell did the same thing i have a, I right have a ta- i have one of those too yeah, yeah. Do you, oh do you have uh was remember the song i'll take you there was it i'll right. take was that on it yes. yeah that's something i'd pay at least at least a couple hundred bucks for on ebay if i found it that um <laughs> you need to talk to your wife about your <laughs> about your expenditures actually <laughs> Oh man, you know how I am with nostalgia. I don't have that CD anymore. I don't know where it went. I'll take you there. Man, I listened to that song so many times. Oh, it was such a good song. I want to listen to that right now. Yeah, I thought I ha- I thought I had ripped it actually at one point, <gasps> but no way. Um it had a it had a name that started Do with something. a D. Yes, I that's what it was. All I did was why, why can't you find it? What? I just Googled Taco Bell CD and I found I it. I know, that's what I... Well, so here's the problem is I started <laughs> typing Sarah McLaughlin and her name is impossible. Her last name is impossible to spell. <laughs> so Spin Doctors, Cracker, Enigma. <gasps> was it low at Cracker? Yes. Yes, of yeah. course it was. Magnapop, General Public, Velvet Crush, Sarah McLaughlin, Living Colors, The Smithereens, and Lotion. Dude, that was good. Pretty good album. Yeah. Actually, yeah. You know, you don't need to spend five hundred dollars for it because you can get it for eighty nine cents. So. <laughs> I, know, I just saw that eighty nine cents <laughs> Taco Bell. So that CD was, I mean, technically, I think that would actually be the first CD I ever owned. Really? Yeah, because I got it from Taco Bell from my mom. I probably went with my mom or dad somewhere, and they got the CD. My sister was the only one who had a CD player. I didn't have one, so I would have to wait till she was gone. Yeah, you you would have to sneak into a room and use their CD and, player and like listen to it. Yeah, I still consider. Green Day's Dookie to be my first CD I really ever owned myself because it's like I you had that in CD form. Green Day Dookie, yeah, yes, because we definitely had it on cassette. You had a cassette, yeah, 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 because there was a time where cassettes and CDs were overlapping for a right. while. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the Taco the Taco Bell Do Something CD that was great. I listened to that all it's the time. It's a good one. Yeah, and then my sister had Beck's uh, Mellow Gold. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And so I listened. To, I would listen to Loser. I never listened to any other song on that album, but I listened to Loser a million times. Right. Um. But I would, yeah, I just sneak down into her room when she wasn't there, and I would just listen to music on her CD player until my parents bought me a CD player, which then I got one. But yeah, but yeah, so it was Green Day's Dookie though. That was the first time I convinced my mom. So we went to Best Buy, and so that, that album came out in '94. So must have been '94 is when I got it. Um, 
and we went through Best Buy, and I was like, because I had heard probably Basket Case, or no, probably Longview, or or Basket or Case, or both, or both. Yeah. First two singles, right? And or yeah, well, when I come around, but like you know, all my mom, my mom, you know, bless her heart, she was like, she was so kind of like, she just believed everything I said, you know. So, so like, so you told her to get Green Day because it was like Christian rock. I didn't say it was Christian Rock, but okay. she was like, I was like, I, I want, can I get this CD? I, I really want to get, it's my, be my first CD. I want to, and she was like, is this good music? Do they sing about good things? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Like their name. Masturbation. Yeah, like masturbation. Uh, their name, Green Day, is literally a reference to marijuana. One of their songs was, it was, it was about killing. Like, I was like, yeah. Right. I'll, what's that? What's that song called? On Dookie? Yeah. Um, it was like the second or third track. Yeah, it was uh, having a blast. Yeah, but like I was listening to yeah. it. So part of our little preparation for this podcast yeah, is yeah. just listening to, a, to yeah. each other's first albums. <laughs> yeah, and which so, was very fun for yours, by the way. Well, nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, glad you, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hell yeah, I used to listen so, to that album all the time. So I was listening to this and I was reminded, one, that I love the song She. So good. <sighs> she is so good. Two, that having a blast like has a different context yeah. In the post-Columbine era. No, it absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but it is <laughs> that such a... All By Myself is also so good. <laughs> all By Myself. And that's straight cool. That's not, uh, I know. That's not Billy. That's straight I know. cool. But I know. it's so good. I was alone. But it, I mean, even first time I heard that song, I, I didn't know it was about myself. masturbation. Like, you know, because it was, I didn't know what masturbation was back then. No when I got this. How old were you? I don't know. What, 13? Okay. I don't think I was masturbating at 13 yet. Okay. I was probably experimenting. <laughs> I was probably on my way, but uh, not uh, not fully there. But I mean, I just you know, I just thought it was a funny song, just yeah. the way they were singing. And, it is yeah. funny, but yeah. it's such a good. But that album, I don't know. Like I, Green Day is my favorite band of all time, and to have that be my first CD, and I think that entire album is fucking great. It's pretty great. Also, um, the one one other thing that really jumped out at me is yeah. I'm just gonna list the. Uh, length of time for each of these songs. Yeah. Two minutes, seven seconds. Two minutes, 40 feet, 44 seconds. Two minutes, 54 seconds. Three minutes, 53 seconds. Which was? Th- long view. Long view. 344, yeah. 230, 301, 214, 237, 258, 134, 144, 156, or 146, 250, 140. Wow. There are like, there are two songs that are over three minutes. Yeah. Yep. Do you know how many times I listen to this album? Because it's so <laughs> short. <laughs> dude like a hundred times yeah it's, uh, yeah but and it, i didn't even realize it yeah because it's so short oh. it goes by so fast dude and fod i love fod FOD is really great fod is great you know what's funny though is my mom i remember this now just, just popped in my head right now memory is that when she was looking at the cd yeah when she was like is this good music and you know and yeah that, and fod she knew what fod meant oh. i actually didn't at the time I didn't realize it meant fuck off and die. Yeah. But she was, she knew. And I was like, and then like, and she was like that. I think that means something very bad. And I was like, uh, no, I think they're just misspelling food. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I, I don't think so. You know, I mean, I was doing everything. I was saying yeah. everything I could to get her to buy this for me. And then she actually did, which was great. And then tying in green day again with my mom, my mom and I went and saw Angus together. Nice. Yeah. Which actually has my favorite green day song of all time, which is jar. Nice. Um, or J-A-R but yeah. like Jar it's such a good song and I went and saw that with her in theaters on opening day I think and then right after that went to the same Best Buy and got the soundtrack for Angus which nice. had that song on it yeah so I just want to share a little Green Day story because it's highly relevant <laughs> yes okay 
So I know we'll we'll talk about this at some point later when Jim and I are on together. Okay. So the reason I got connected to the group okay. was because of orchestra. Yeah. And playing yeah. violin and viola and stuff, right? Oh, you played violin too? I thought it was just Well, viola. no, I wanted, I wanted to play violin. So I actually, mm-hmm. I wanted to play fiddle. Oh, hell yeah. Which is the same thing as a violin. You're such a hipster. A now. violin and a fiddle are the same thing. You were a hipster before yeah. your time. Like, you No, were... I was country. <laughs> what? Because I was super into like garth brooks and dude like i was still so into music. garth brooks yeah. yeah i mean garth brooks but i was great, never right? into anything else other than garth brooks right. though. <laughs> so so i i wanted to to learn how to play a violin but they didn't have violin so i so i picked up the viola instead but during that time like in the transition to sixth grade mm-hmm. was when 93.7 the edge oh, the edge so came good. out which was the alternative rock station so 93.7 the edge minnesota's new music alternative Modern Rock. 93.7 The Edge. And on their commercial, because they were playing a, a commercial to like get everyone to know about the station, yeah. they had Basket Case yeah. as one of the songs as a part of the commercial. Yeah. And I was like, I want to listen to that. This is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. So my first experience of Green Day yeah. was seeing that 93.7 The Edge commercial. Yeah. Which sadly is not on YouTube anywhere. I looked for really, it, that, that commercial. commercial. Yeah, because yeah. um, it also had closer. Yes. And uh, Tori and Mrs. Cornflake Girl. Oh wow! And a yeah. bunch of other stuff. Like, it was really good. Uh, yeah. um, What's the frequency, Kenneth? Yeah. REM. Oh. Yeah. Dude, that that REM album. It's like, you know, band that transcended generations. Yeah. You know? Like, to, R, I mean, REM was was I think early '80s when they started. Something like that, and I love all I love all REM, but my first, I mean, I knew of um, "Losing My Religion." I've heard right. it, and it was a great. I mean, phenomenal, one of the best songs probably ever written. But I didn't. But I really got into REM when they did "Monster" because "Monster" right. was a '90s alternative right. hit. That album was great. Yeah, but it's like to to be like a band that started in the early '80s, and to ha- and to be able to capture all these young '90s alternative teenagers as well as yeah. well is and then still they then they went on after right. that but yeah god my, oh, bro what's the frequency cannabis was so good green day man like the amount of passion that i have flowing through my veins for green day i mean like like okay literally your the, veins like, are green yeah really what it is with 90s music a lot of 90s music i mean it, it makes it when music can provoke such an emotion out of you you know it's Do- just amazing you know? Don't you think that's true of like the music of every generation? This is just the music that we happen to grow up with, so it's like oh, oh, no, extremely yeah, nostalgic for us. It, but it, it holds a special place in our heart, in our it, because of because of what it means to us when we were growing up. Right, right. So it's it is every generation, absolutely. But, you know, and I feel I feel old by saying this, but think about the '90s and music, and the the bands that were under the umbrella of the alternative music. They're so different, right? You you take a band like Pearl Jam, you take a band like Green Day, you take a band like Tori or a artist like Tori Amos or whatever, you take a band a band like Stone Temple Pilots and Presidents of the United States of America and I mean all these bands out there were under this alternative umbrella. Just means they didn't know where else to put them. Right, but but at the same time, think about right now. Like I I've, I've been listening just to like some of the a uh, couple there's two alternative radio stations in town. Okay. Um and they play old alter- alternative, like old BR stuff, 90s. Yeah. But they also play new alternative. I And I, I will probably sound old, but I honestly don't think I'm wrong in the fact that 
if I hear three or four or five new alternative bands that are current in the 2019 era, yeah, back to back, I could not tell you what band was different. I couldn't. I could be like that. That's the same who, band. Who is me. even like a current alternative? I don't think they're like super mainstream, but they'll they'll play a few songs in a row, and I'll be like, couldn't 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 tell you if that was one band or three bands. Like you know, Maybe. so that, that's kind of that I, might just be you. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but at the same time like you think about maybe our parents were thinking about the music we were listening to going ugh, like shit like you really call this good music you know yeah. but i don't know you let's have, a, you let's, have a, a, let's put some ccr on <laughs> <laughs> that was my dad actually. i grew up with crosby stills and nash that was, that was my dad and and like the allman brothers and stuff like that and then i grew up with my mom was neil diamond sure and that's basically it yeah when i when as i grew up i hated all of it i was like this is horrible why do you guys subject me to listening to this crap? When I even when I was a little kid, I was like, ugh. But then I grew up and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. But I don't know, man. But like, I just I I do think that the '90s was a uni- very unique time. Where I look at now and I'm like, I can't, I really can't look, I can't think but of like, somebody looking back at the 2010s era and going, oh yeah, that music was so good. It's like, no, it wasn't. There, there might be some people who think that, but like, think about the '80s. Right. And the whole new wave movement, like that all felt very distinct and different and yeah. new. And, totally. You know? No, and I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying yeah. like, it, but I'm, I'm talking about just now. Like I'm talking about. You're you saying had, it, we peaked. Absolutely. <laughs> totally peaked at the 90s. And I, I will stand by that. It's, all, it's all downhill. From, it's all. It has been all downhill from, <laughs> I mean, maybe early 2000s had some good stuff, but maybe it's when 93.7 The Edge turned to 93X is when everything. That's when it went that's bad. When, uh, how would we say that's the new day the music died? <laughs> yes it's exactly like people dying in an airplane <laughs> oh shit that's right that's what that song's about it is oh fuck yeah that's right the day the music died buddy hollands richie valens Did you say buddy hollands buddy holly <laughs> well you can check the tape i may have mispronounced it i think you said hollands buddy holly yeah richie valens i was reading ahead i added the valens and the holly <laughs> together and buddy holly richie valens and the big bopper were all killed in the plane crash god that's horrible Oh, yeah, that, that's right. They were trying to get to Minnesota. That was the whole oh, thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, you want to talk about my album? <laughs> yeah. Let's move on and talk about Ross's... I mean, technically, so you're this, saying it's his second... It was, I love... Oh, man, I love that you said that that was McDonald, the, the classic yeah. Elton John, because I think we might have either had that, or maybe I knew... I listened to it because you had it. That's crazy, though. Probably. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Also, that's a really good album, just to be clear. That classic Elton John is very good. No, I love Elton John. Yeah. But it's not 90s, so we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So my so album. Let's go. This is, oh, this is so good. It's so good. Okay, go for it, Ross. What was your second CD that you ever owned? Ace of Bass. Ace of Bass, The, the sign. sign. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did they have any other albums, really? No. <laughs> I mean, they definitely did, but not really. It's The Sign, and that's all there is. Really, they were like a one hel- one album band, right? <sighs> It was so good. So, so tell good. me about your experience of listening to it. So did you so did you have it and or listen to it in the 90s? Did have the but I think it's the opposite like Did you have a cassette of it? I had a cassette of it. Nice. Yeah, and you had a cassette of Dookie and I yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you listened to the cassette in the 90s. I yeah, yeah. But I think it was the same it was the same thing as what I did when I listened to it this time around 
was I didn't really recognize any of the other songs except for the really? no except for the ones that were on the radio. Okay, right because there was right um, the sign don't turn around, and don't turn around don't turn and all around. that she wants. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Those were the three. Singles. That was the three. Yeah. And literally, I list I li- did listen, but I was just kind of like I was kind of like meh to the rest of the songs. Okay, yeah. So that's how I know you're not a super fan. <laughs> oh damn. Okay, hit Be- me with it. What do you got? Because the best song, which one on that album? Hang on, 1993. Ace of Base, dude, 1993. The year before we all met. When did Dookie come out? 94. Oh, okay. Seriously, though, I love those songs. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, really good songs on that album. Okay. Happy Nation, Waiting yeah. for Magic is pretty good. Wheel of Fortune is really good. I mean, I, I, I it's not like I disliked anything. No, I know. But it was kind of like, I, you know... I think maybe I was just thinking that it just wasn't, it didn't have the impact as the other ones did. Or it was just because you didn't, you hadn't listened to them a thousand times like I had. This true. So do you listen, you listen to the entire album? Like I was, yeah. I was, a, I was a person like you, you were probably like that. I'm a completist. You're a completist with every single album you own, right? Like right. There, there are probably albums even back in the nineties to this day that, that you've I, never heard all that the songs I, on. that I listened to probably two or three songs on that entire album and never listened to any other song. My, so my assumption was always that like, the the songs that they play on the radio are the ones that they want people right. to like. Right. Right. But that doesn't mean those are the best songs on the album. No. But like, do you think do you think Basket Case or Longview or When I Come Around are the best songs on Dookie? Yeah, honestly. OK, well, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, I mean, I, I, as far as like Longview was never my favorite song. She and FOD are definitely the best songs she, on that album. I don't think FOD is one of the best. I love. I mean, I love every song on that album, but I FOD is great. But I, as far as like, she's F- amazing. FOD is not radio playable. <laughs> right, it's true. <laughs> FOD is amazing. She, I love she. She is a genius song because that actually did get some radio airplay. Did as it? Well. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was a single. I think it was like probably the last single, and it didn't really get much. Oh. You know, I don't know. I look at Basket Case and When I Come Around, even though they are overplayed. Um, and it's tough to like there there are certain songs from the 90s like like Pearl Jam like well there's uh, there's multiple bands but like take Pearl Jam if I hear Alive or even Flow one more time I will set fire to whatever building I'm in because I'm like I've heard it a million times and I don't ever want to hear it again doesn't mean it's a bad song it's probably it's they're great songs they're fucking amazing right. how do you feel about Black though love Black yes they could play that all the time all the as time as far as i'm concerned all the time black is fucking is is the pro is literally the best song on that album i think yeah even jeremy jeremy's like okay yeah I'm, right i'm over jeremy right i'm over but. i'm over jeremy too because i've heard so many times like and take like sublime like santeria i can never yeah. hear that song again no, even though i think it's a great song but i'll never want to hear it again so like green day i don't feel that way at all about any green day song but when I think of Basket Case or When I Come Around, like those songs are legendary songs, you know? Whereas I can't look at FOD and say that's a legendary song. I can say that's a fantastic song. Sure. Okay. So yeah, Ace of Bass though, those songs, I mean, I love that that was your album and we did this because okay. like it brought back so many memories for me. It was so good. So Ace of Bass. Ace of Bass. Really good. So good. But also, yeah. the two guys in that band yeah. were named Buddha and Joker. <laughs> <laughs> why but it's so bad right God, why so it's bad so bad it's I, it's awesome though it's legendary that i mean that album's great i mean it's not i shouldn't say that to me personally that the whole album's not great but, but those, those couple songs God, those few yeah. songs maybe i just need to try to listen to it more like you did i can't believe you listened I, to it that many times that's awesome 
you are you are, you are such a, a lot you are yeah. such a completist though because like i really am yeah you i need I, and i remember that it, it totally comes back to me now that you are like that like you i've always been a person that is obsessed with one thing and you know like like whether it's a song or a movie or whatever and i right. watch or listen to that one thing a hundred times right. and, and it annoys the hell out of like my wife i'll listen to a song and i'll listen to a song literally a hundred times in a row because i'm just obsessed with it before i move on if that song is on an album i won't the rest of the album is dead to you not really dead to me but it's like it's hard for me to branch out from that i'm sure i'm missing a lot of really good music by doing that but it's always the way i've been it's weird yeah i feel like in general i tend to my favorite song tends to not be the one that is like the radio played one on an album yep that's pretty common for me. Remember Hootie and the Blowfish back in the 90s? <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, of course <laughs> okay, I do. Okay, well, Ross, let me tell you who Hootie and the Blowfish is. They are a group from the 90s. Um, anyway, their first <laughs> album, actually, I, I was it was so good. Like, every song was great. You know, it was one of those albums that it had multiple singles from, right? And so then listening to the entire album was actually really good. Like, back in the day when it was, ha- I mean, I don't listen to it. I haven't listened to it in probably over 15 years, but... The entire album was great, you know, so they had, but they had probably spent however many years perfecting all those songs for the chance right. that they could get an album. They make an album. It becomes like a f- huge fucking blockbuster, amazing, like right. platinum, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's listening to it. And then there's the pressure to make a follow up album. Huh. And that happens a lot with bands. Like, right. I remember like, so going back to Green Day, because I'll always go back to Green Day whenever I can. But they did Dookie. And then it was like, OK, Dookie blew up, yeah. blew up. And it was like, okay, what are you guys going to do next? And they cranked out Insomniac. Mm-hmm. They cranked that out. And it's a great album. It really is. It kept them popular and relevant. Right. But it didn't touch Dookie. But it was, it was, they've changed their sound. You know, they stayed, they stayed true to who they are, but every album they've changed their sound a little bit. But Insomniac was, to me, it felt like, oh shit, we have to crank something out because the, because, Everyone loves us and they want more from us. And the record company is like, they, they own them, which is horrible. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you a weird question? Yes. So when you think about your core group of friends, yeah. do you have like an album or an artist that you associate with everyone? Cause I definitely do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause I can, t- I can tell you exactly who, you and Jim and Jeff would be like what album or artist I associate. With okay, the let me three guess. Can I guess? Yeah, you can guess. Okay, let me guess. I mean, me is Green Day. Yes, of course, that's easy. Jeff is president of the United States of America. Actually, no. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. He would be J- president for me. Okay. Yeah, that's a good choice. Okay, so I can Jim see that. is Pearl Jam. No. What the hell? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. What would I? Be, that would though? be my, that would be my association. What I, would I be though? You. Okay. You. You're there cro- are only there are only two logical options. Right. Here. There's there's a cross between I would probably go with Tool. Yeah. But it would be either that or Nine Snails. Yeah. Those so, are those right. are the two options. Yeah. But it yeah. would probably be Tool. Okay. Yeah. Just so, as they have the, like the tiny little yeah, head up over sure. Nine Snails. Okay. So here are my two. Okay. And tell me if tell me why these these two make sense. Okay. For okay. Yeah. This is gonna be great. I love okay. this. Okay. So Jeff. Yeah. Is <gasps> Republica? No. No. You <laughs> love Republica. Anyway. Jeff is no doubt. Oh yeah, that makes total Does that sense. Make sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yes, he yep. was obsessed with Gwen Stefani. He was obsessed with Gwen Stefani, and and to the point where like when uh, Tragic Kingdom came out, their their like big album, he went back and wa- listened to their old stuff where yeah. they were like they were like a ska band, right? Which is great. 
but he was obsessed with No Doubt. Yeah, yes. that's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah, that actually um, makes more sense in presidents, I think, to me. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, um, so Jim, I could go a few different options on. My yeah. first inclination actually was Beck. Oh, interesting. Why? Yeah, because I feel like he, I feel like he, he played loser a lot. Really? Okay. I know that you you were talking about loser recently. I just, so, I just, I don't. I guess I just don't remember him playing loser around. Maybe I just wasn't around. That, he played that album a lot. That yeah. whole album actually, he played really? a lot. And I only so, know that one song. You know me, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so the couple other ones that I like very strongly associate with Jim, yeah, are um, Smashing Pumpkins, right? Smashing, because he yeah, did yeah. a bunch of like, yeah, that that your memories go back to that. Yep. Yep. Um, the other one is Blind Melon. Oh yeah, 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 right? yeah. Did he play Change? Yeah, Change. I love that. He song. played Change a lot. Change is Change yeah. is such a great song. It's it, I it's, I think it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I love that song. To me, it just goes back to our memories of the person, right? right. I mean, like how what we associate. Like for me, it's Pearl Jam with Jim, just because it's probably more later in our friendship where he just constantly played. Was it old old woman behind the counter? Yeah, elderly woman standing oh. behind the counter in a small town. That's is that what, what it's it called. Yeah, that's why that's why you're my friend. Yeah. So that and then Jeff. I would think I thought presidents, but yeah, the, the the it does make more sense to go no doubt, just because that was earlier than I think earlier than presidents, but anyway. they were around the same time. Around the same time, but yeah. yeah. He but he loved both. Yeah, Republica too. He got he got the <laughs> <laughs> and Republica had the one song. I they never, had one I song. never listened yeah. to that no. album. Yeah. But like it was a good song. I still listen. To that it's song. a good song. Yeah. Um, but they played Edgefest and Jeff somehow met her the lead singer. Oh, did he really? And he he had she signed his uh, his trench coat. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was always honest. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take a break so I can go use the restroom. Go use the restroom. Taking a break. So I have have prepared a second cocktail because I am an overachiever. Well, I don't know. Can you call it a cocktail? It doesn't have booze in it. It's a mocktail. Oh, sure. No, okay. I don't I even think you call it that. I just think you call it an homage to the 90s. Sure. Because this, this by far, in my opinion, is an homage to the best beverage ever created on planet Earth, I think. It's a, it's a very crucial and formative one, for sure. Yeah, for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Minnesota... And specifically, the Twin Cities were lucky enough to be a test market for a new soda that the Coca-Cola company was developing yep. called OK Soda. OK because Soda. Because apparently, the they had done some research and found that the two most commonly recognized words in the world across every language were Coke and okay nice see i didn't know that that's yeah. awesome yeah that's and cool. also it's pig latin okay is pig latin for coke for coke yeah damn those coke <laughs> bastards are so smart so they decided they were going to make a soda <laughs> that would appeal to uh, the disaffected gen x it was gen x yeah yeah it was like yeah it was oh god it's hilarious they tried to use like reverse advertising yep and be like we're we're obviously marketing to you. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be okay. <laughs> to whom it may concern, for the past few weeks, a chain letter promoting OK Soda has run on local TV. Despite a huge outpouring of support, there have been detractors, notably Americans mad about OK. They have compared our campaign to a virus and to the notorious kudzu plant. 
creeping everywhere, strangling all it touches, needing only dirt to survive. To this, we can only offer the following response. Things are going to be okay. They had a 1-800 number. They had a 1-800 number. All the cans were covered in, like, indie comic book art illustration. Yep. Which and I'm lucky can... enough to have some in this space we are in right now. Yeah, that I, I'm looking at it right now. That I bought. Is this can going to burst, or did you empty no, it? It's, no, it's, it, it, it's, the bottom is, like, tapped out, okay, so it's empty. Good. You can touch it if you want, just don't fuck it up. I'm going to, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, not great. Um, so I bought those on eBay. I bought four cans. So I'm going to, I'm going to just read the top of this can. Okay. It says... Okay, Soda says, don't be fooled into thinking there has to be a reason for everything. And then <laughs> there's a coincidence on it. Yep. The night he first tried Okay, Soda, Rick B. of Aurora, Colorado, put a full can under his pillow and went to sleep. He dreamed he was crawling through an endless gravel pit, parched with thirst. When he awoke, his thirst had disappeared, and he felt strangely satisfied. Note, the can of OK Soda, still unopened, was empty. This is only a coincidence. <laughs> it's genius. It's pretty great. And I, think but, we, and I think it was only 13 test cities across the country. Right. And, we and apparently everyone hated it. Everyone hated it. So, and we loved except for us. It. Except for us. I literally went to the little corner store every week mm -hmm. to get a new 12 pack of okay yep. soda yeah I, I basically lived on it yeah yeah and and so it was and literally i you know what's crazy is that it only lasted for six months and to think about that time i i i, I mean I it swear, felt like an eternity it felt like an eternity yeah because we loved it so much and it was like i mean it could have been a daily thing so i so this cocktail is an homage mm -hmm. to homage. it and I don't it tastes, think it's I mean, from my memory wise, it tastes right. pretty. I mean, it's close. It was basically like suicide pop, right? Like it was a mix right. of a bunch of different sodas. Yep. And the base is clearly Coke. Coke. Yep. With a strong fruity overtone. Yep. Right. So kind of an orangish orangey. Right. Yep. So so the kind of classic recipe is three quarters Coke. A quarter orange, like yep. a Fanta or a Minute Maid, and then a splash of Dr. Pepper. Right. But the Coke should be somewhat flat. That's what, yeah. I, I thwarted that, Ross. You left. did, because I opened the <laughs> bottle of Coke, and then you closed it. I closed it, because I was I like, didn't why, why are you letting that? this go flat? And he yes. didn't. You should have just told me what your Ugh. plan was. God. But then I couldn't surprise you with it. So, <laughs> well, so no, yes. I would have never, if you're like, I want it to go flat, I'd be like, oh, oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ah, mm -hmm. I would have said okay. Things Damn. are gonna be okay. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, clearly the best part of this beyond the beyond the soda itself mm -hmm. was the marketing campaign. Yeah. Which was all built around this idea of calling in calling into a phone number, one eight hundred I feel okay. Yep. And then listening to whatever random message they happen to Yeah. To and all those are available online. On yeah, YouTube, I know they're awesome. Yeah. And so, okay. Bird calls, <laughs> yeah. life of a stuffed animal. Yes, they're incredible. It's so good. They're so random. And it, I love them. Oh, uh, and so, and part of, my wife's not really a fan of this, but like, I'm going to get some okay soda tattoos and one that I'm going to get across my shoulder blades on my back from shoulder to shoulder is 1-800-I-feel-okay. <laughs> and she was like, she never tried okay soda, but she was, and she was from Minnesota, but she never tried it. She was like, 
what? And I'm like, yeah, don't you? This is this is this is part of my life. This is a huge part of my life. I thought you were gonna get the okay soda logo. I'm gonna do that. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it was so good, and like you said, it tasted like. You know, as pretty much I would imagine every teenager in who visited a fast food yeah. joint went in, took their cup, and put a little bit of every single right. soda in their cup. That's exactly what it tasted like. Yeah. But probably engineered, like you said, to be more Coke flavored. You know, I mean, they, they but oh, so good. And it failed. It failed miserably. It failed miserably. Miserably yeah. across. Apparently the, everyone hated it. So yeah. I don't, I don't really understand why, because it was the best. It was the best tasting yeah. thing ever. But it lasted, it was in 13 test cities across the country for six months. And then they pulled it and it never, and never came back. But oh, Ross, you surprised until, me. This is until great. we buy the license for it and then we can make our own. Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to. God. We'll get Dan Klaus to come back and make us a bunch of artwork for yeah. it. And, and occasionally you'll see things pop up on eBay that are like, oh, here's like and some original prints that were used as for the, like it's cr- you can buy. It. It's crazy. Sometimes you'll get oh, like this is why you have no money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go on eBay. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I know I, I would have a shrine set up to OK. <laughs> And I would be divorced. And it's it's <laughs> random though. Sometimes I'll go on and search okay and nothing's there. And it's like, but then sometimes it's like, oh, you can buy a bottle of it or a can of it or and it's just like, oh. but by now I think mo- a lot of the cans are probably uh, rusted out. Yeah, so that's the, why they're, they, yeah, the taste would be it, yeah. you would not be able to taste it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, Ross, this is so good, and, and it tastes. I mean, it tastes good. It's like pretty close. Did you have to look that up? I did. Like the yeah. recipe. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Where'd you there, find it? Is there, just online somewhere? Yeah, there are, there are a few like uh, OK Soda aficionados okay. out there. All right. Some people think that you should do a little bit more orange. Some people think like a third, third, third mix. Yeah. But, you know what's another thing I, I, I always associated with it was root beer. Hmm. It's interesting. You could do, I mean, the the root beer, It'd be Mr. Pib, like are kind of yeah, you know, in a similar yeah. no, vein. This, I mean, it tastes pretty pretty much. But I think, mm. I think that's one of the things where... Um, Root beer would be really overpowering too. Yeah, so you have to strong be taste. really careful with that. But. Same thing with the Dr Pepper. Same thing with the yeah. orange. Quite honestly, they right. all they all have like very strong yeah. flavors. But I always remember like the color of it. Like it's a very pale, yeah, brown yeah. color, like a almost orangey. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, no, it's no Crystal Pepsi, but man, when I saw Crystal Pepsi last year on the shelves, like I literally was at Target. I walked past. It was just on a shelf. And I, I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know. All of a sudden, I saw a shelf of Crystal Pepsi, and I was just like, <gasps> But I did, like, one of those things where you take your arm behind the bottles and sweep it into your cart <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like, I did that. It was just kind of like, whoop, I'll take, take that entire take shelf. all of these. Thank you. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi was awesome. Was it? It was. Tasted just like Pepsi, but it was clear. And that, that's what freaked people out is that so, it, it was clear. So but here's, here's it tasted what I, the same. Here's what I remember. About Crystal Pepsi. Okay. I remember talking about it. Yeah. When it was out. And yeah. I remember saying, it's called Pepsi. Looks like Sprite. Tastes like Coke. Whoa. Really? Yeah. You thought it tastes like Coke, not I Pepsi. Thought, right. Wow. Yeah. I did not think it tasted like Pepsi. It's weird. I, I was always a person that couldn't tell the difference between Coke mm. and Pepsi. What? <laughs> They're totally different. <laughs> I know. If Jeff ever heard me say that, I, I think he would cut my head off. Yeah. But... Good thing this isn't being recorded. Yeah, he was a um, he was a Coke guy. He hated Pepsi. But now I mean, there's probably a difference, but I don't know if there's much of one. There is a big difference. Damn it. Pepsi Pepsi is like much sweeter really? in taste. Yep. And Coke's more metallic tasting. Pepsi also has like a hint of peppermint to it. That's the pep. No way. 
Yeah. God, I learned so much by hanging out with you. And in taste tests, yeah, Pepsi, like in blind taste tests, Pepsi always does better. Really? Yes. But Coke is Coke ru- Here's rules why. the world. Because when you're doing a blind taste test, you're just taking a quick taste, right? Pepsi is sweeter, and mm-hmm. so people are happier with it in small bursts. Mm-hmm. But drinking a whole can, it's yeah. too much. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely choose Coke over Pepsi. You're right, and and I just said that I don't think they have a they have a taste, but or like a difference. But if I was in a store and was like, I want, you I, had a I, want I would absolutely choose Coke or yeah. Cherry Coke over Pepsi or Cherry Pepsi. Right. Yeah. Yep. But if that's because of the cocaine. Right. So that's we need to like test the 18, 1890s. <laughs> original recipe. <laughs> original recipe. Um, it's but, crazy to think that like these were all tonics. Like that's where they all came from. Yeah. Like people wanted them to just be like medicine. Yeah. You know, and which they, I, when they have like morphine and cocaine in them, they I mean, effectively, they are medicine. You know, shit. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And be on the lookout for the finale, part three of my conversation with Jesse Ross as we round out our epic trilogy coming soon from Freaks of the 90s.